Hi everyone, I'm Lindsay LaValle. And I'm Bill Wolf. Welcome to Rush Hour, the congestion of human trafficking in America. In this podcast, we will address the problem that is human trafficking, not only to spread awareness, but to share information that will help keep you and your community safe. Rush Hour is brought to you by The Wolf Group, powered by eTactics. So how are you today, Bill? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Have you been traveling around or? It's been busy uh, getting out there and um, it's great to to be able to move around again and get some trainings and get some some meetings and and just uh, seeing what's going on in the world. I think I heard you were doing a law enforcement training last week. So that's exciting stuff. Yeah, we were we were fortunate to be hosted just this past week by and trained uh, a group of law enforcement that are in the western part of Virginia. Great group, uh, really really engaged, enthused, and and motivated to to go out and and fight human trafficking. That's awesome. That's awesome. I actually went to a law enforcement human trafficking training myself last week, so I think I could probably yeah. be in that game. But no, I I went home and saw my husband, and and he didn't make it to the training. The law enforcement officer I live with didn't go to the law enforcement <laughs> officer training, but um, but somebody had to watch our child, I guess. So, but I went home and gave him the Cliff's notes. So I think he probably was equally as trained as I was. So, so it was good. Last week we talked a little bit in our episode about training, but today we're going to look further into why we shouldn't only rely on the free training that might be out there when it comes to human trafficking prevention. This is something you and I have talked pretty in depth about, and and so I think it's a great great topic to discuss uh, just so people don't realize that there is a difference between, you know, the trainings that are out there. Obviously, you you did a training last week and and you trained folks and I went to a training last week. And I think obviously both of those were pretty solid trainings, but that's not all that's out there. So I think we can dive into that a little bit. Bill, I know you've been working in this space for quite some time, so I'm glad we can have your input on this issue. There are a lot of free trainings out there for human trafficking prevention, but what is the danger of relying solely on this kind of education? Yeah, you know, Liz, this is a critically important topic, and so I'm glad that that we're going to talk about it today. Human trafficking is getting a lot more attention, which is fantastic, right? We, we need to be paying attention to the reality, the risk, the threat of human trafficking and responding to it. But what we hear all across the the country and, and quite honestly across the globe is we need more training. We need to understand it. We need to be able to identify it. We need to be able to respond to it. And, and I agree with that. I mean, we've got to have more training because human trafficking is such a complex issue, right? It presents in so many different ways. The challenge is, is that the demand for training is there. And so there are individuals and groups that are kind of rushing to fill that that demand right Mm -hmm. and those that are coming to the table are not always the ones that have a, a level of expertise that can provide accurate training that can provide training that's going to be effective and so what we find is, is there's certain individuals that say, well, I've, I've checked the box. I've been to a human trafficking training, but that training wasn't good training. It wasn't training that portrayed an accurate picture. It wasn't training that provided action steps that were realistic for that person and their profession, whether it's 
law enforcement like you and I uh, have seen this past week or hospitality workers or healthcare professionals. These are all very different types of professions and trafficking pre presents very differently in all of those different, th those different settings and scenarios. And so it's really, it's critically important that we have good solid training in these different cases. I was, I was shocked last week. I was in the room with roughly 200 law enforcement officers and victim advocate groups. And they, and they asked, you know, how many people have had human trafficking training in the past. And there were really a very small um, amount of hands that went up in the air. So I think you're right. It, it needs to happen, but if people are given the wrong information, it can be a detriment. What are some of the, com the compliance issues companies can face if they don't invest in proper training? Yeah, you know, we are seeing where um, survivors of trafficking and uh, subject matter experts, as well as, as governments, are starting to hold certain industries accountable, saying, you know, well, you haven't done enough to prevent it. And so the allegation is, is that they were complicit in the trafficking itself. You know, th this is really important to pay attention to because it could really impact businesses, small businesses and, and large corporations. As you mentioned, if you've got people, you've probably got trafficking to some extent, right? Or, or the threat of trafficking. So let's take the hospitality industry, for example. There's been a lot in the news uh, around them and, and there's been several court cases that have been filed by uh, sex trafficking survivors saying that the hotels were complicit in their trafficking. Well, some of the hotels had no training, no policies, no procedures to combat it. So yeah, you know, there's there's probably a good argument there that there was some complicity, right? And and does that translate into a level of liability? Well, that's that's for the courts to decide. But there's also some of these establishments that have taken training, like we mentioned before, simply to check the box, but they haven't made sure that that training is is effective that it really meets those standards to overcome that legal argument of complicity to shift the liability away from them right and so i think that it's important for some of these industries that are intersecting more regularly with survivor or with victims of trafficking right with with the trafficking industry that they're really taking a good look at what their policies and programs are um what their what their training looks like is it effective and is it backed by the the people that put the training together Sure, I think that's a great point. And you know, I was I was won't say which state I was speaking to, but I was speaking with a state a couple of weeks ago, two men that are in charge of their human trafficking awareness program with at the state level for the hospitality industry and in order to be certified or um, listed on the website or on, you know, their website as having this certificate of training, everyone in their hotel has to take that training but what they're finding is that you know they give the, they take the training which is is free right and then they go back 
and they have to apply for this certificate. And so once they apply for their certificate, they say, well, is everyone in your hotel trained? And they're like, well, no, these three people took the training, right? And so having just those three people take the training who likely sit in an office somewhere um, is not officially training your staff. And I think the other side, the other thing I've heard recently is, well, we do this training, but obviously everybody in the hotel cannot go and sit through a training. You can't just have your entire staff sit through, you know, even one hour of training and shut down. So then they just rely on train the trainer type thing and allow it to kind of filter down. But I don't think that that's the most um, effective way to get your staff trained either, because if I have never heard of human trafficking and you train me in an hour and a half, and then I have to go train my entire staff, how effective is it? You know, you, you really hit on something I think is important and that's that quality control piece, right? You know, so you have that train the trainer model, like I get it because you want to be able, you know, we talk about how big the problem is and, and folks are saying, well, all right, let's, let's cast the net as wide as we can with the training piece, right? But is, are you getting the quality? Are you getting the firsthand experience? Are you even, in some cases, getting the passion that's kind of coming through um, and, and translating? Or does it become just a tasking for somebody to then go right. get this training, right? And we've all been to those trainings where yeah, somebody stands up with a PowerPoint and they say, okay, and then they just read the PowerPoint, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And, how effective is that? You know, uh, not not very much at all. That's when you look out in the audience and you see everybody, you know, texting on their phones and not mm -hmm. paying attention to anything that's happening in the mm -hmm. training. So the, the quality of the training is is both the substance of the training, but also like how engaging is it, right? Is it really going to get people's attention, which is one of the reasons why I've always really advocated for scenario-based training. Like, let's let me see what you're talking about so that I can be, be formulating in my head, like what it actually looks like and how I'm going to respond to it. Do you have any examples of how um, a lack of proper training has gotten someone into trouble? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think back to, you know, we've been talking a lot about the law enforcement training today too, right? So I think back um, and, and I can recall specifically there was um, an individual who, you know, we, we won't name, right? This isn't, um, we're not trying to shame anyone, but mm. really kind of paint that picture. And so they seem to have good credentials, right? They mm. uh, came from a law enforcement background. In fact, they were retired from the FBI, um, claimed to know human trafficking, but really found out that they were just kind of jumping on the bandwagon, like saw an opportunity for training, saw an opportunity maybe to make a, a couple of dollars. And so was going out and giving this training. Well, the training was not accurate. And in fact, there was this confusion, if you will, in the training between um, human smuggling and human trafficking, right? Well, one of the officers that took the course uh, went out on patrol, pulled over a vehicle that was clearly a human smuggling case, but because of the training that they had received, believed it to be human trafficking and tried to tried to make an arrest tried to get federal agents involved really created a, a bit of a problem because it was not human trafficking but because they had received bad training their response to it was not not the right response mm -hmm. right 
And I think that that's another really call there, right? So there's the the ineffective training that doesn't motivate or properly train to do any sort of action. And then there's training that can that can motivate people to take the wrong action, right? And so I think that's um, those are always critically important that we're vetting those trainings. We're vetting the trainers, uh, where they're coming from, what their their resume looks like. You know, just because my background is law enforcement doesn't mean that I would feel qualified to train on issues that I did encounter with. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you know, for for example, I I was never a narcotics detective. Mm -hmm. I would I would never be able to stand up uh, in front of an audience and talk about you know effective drug interdiction techniques. I don't mm -hmm. know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we just have to be, uh, you know, be, be careful on, on some of these different pieces. One of the things I thought was super important um, that I learned last week was that law enforcement officers need to have victim advocate people that they, you know, link up with that will answer their phone any hour of the day and help them to get to get these um, victims out of their, their trafficking scenarios. So if you're looking for a training um, or if you're you're watching a training or taking a training beyond just seeing, OK, great, this is how I recognize a victim um, or what might potentially be a victim. But then, you know, that piece of what to do with that information and how, you know, how to intervene or get the right people involved to intervene are are just as big, if not more important um, piece to that puzzle. So as we both know, um, the Wolf Group, where you're from, and eTactics, where I'm from, have been developing a training program for human trafficking prevention. So how would you say that our training differs from the training out there, maybe the free training that a lot of people can find online? Probably I'm a little biased. Uh, however, you know, I do think that our, our training does check those boxes, right? You know, that we, uh, first of all, the people that have worked on the training have field experience. You know, we've, we've coordinated, of course, with survivors of trafficking to review the curriculum, but also talk to some of those frontline professionals. The development of the training came from interviewing and working with you know, hospitality, with, with whatever the frontline professional is that we're providing training for, we've talked to them. We also bring in that real world experience, having worked those cases or having identified trafficking scenarios in those different environments. So I think that we, we take that and we're able to roll that into our training. And so it's not just uh, an academic knowledge. It's not just an academic perspective, but it's a real world perspective. Uh, I also, you know, we'll back our training. So if, you know, if uh, somebody from the hospitality industry takes our training and, you know, uh, they get called to court or, or uh, lawsuits, you know, I have no problem uh, going and testifying in court to say why our training is good, why it's why we back it and why we believe that it's effective, because it's more than and this is one thing that I know my team in particular is probably tired of hearing me say uh, is, you know, our training is more than just identification. Right. It includes, you know, how do you properly respond to that situation as well? Right. So For sure. awareness, which is what so many of the trainings are, is just simply awareness training, but awareness, identification 
and response. The other thing that, um, that I forgot to mention that I think really helps our training stand out as well is it's scenario based, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, right. it's not just educational, here are the, the bullet points, but yeah. we want you to see the scenario, right? There's actors that are playing that role and you can kind of see throughout that process, right? So hospitality, for example, you know, what are you looking for when they arrive at the hotel? What are you looking for at check-in? What do you, what is housekeeping looking for? You know, all these different things. So I think that really helps set it apart too, because we're, we're, some people certainly are more visual than others, but I think mm -hmm. generally speaking, we're all visual learners, right? Like we, we like to, be able to see it yeah. uh, to, to be able to apply it. Well, I think having you in person to do that training, obviously we had our town hall um, a few months back and I saw some of those same um, individuals last week at the training I went to and they all came up to me and recognized me and I recognized some of them and they were like, that was the best training I've ever had. You know, Bill Wolf's amazing. He, I, we learned so much and thank you again. And it was just really, it was kind of nice because I felt like we were kind of forming a community in Northeast Ohio of, of people who actually get it right. And, and are actually interested in, in helping um, victims, you know, get out of that their situation so I, I thought it was just really cool but again i thought that was a really nice testament to the training that you provided and that we were able to provide those individuals that they probably had never had before so any closing remarks no i mean you know just uh you know so the listeners know every time you speak highly of me i have to buy you lunch so <laughs> um, i'm keeping tabs on uh, what i owe you but no i you know it's um no i I just, I love the partnership and I love creating that community. Um, I think that's yeah. so important, right? So community can be small, it can be large. Uh, but I think when we we create the the activism, right? The engagement around, around this issue and do so in such a meaningful way, that's how we're truly going to have impact on this issue. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, you know that I haven't been in e-tactics all that long and I never in a million years thought that this was what we would be talking about. I mean, I thought I was going to sell HIPAA training, right? But um, but I think this is just so vitally important. And I think it's amazing that eTactics has really wrapped their their arms around this situation. And, and I think that from the experience I've had so far, and I had some knowledge of human trafficking in the past prior to this, but um, I think it's just going to take education uh, to get the word out for, um, for everyone, I mean, because anyone can be affected by this. And I think that it's going to take nonprofits and government entities and for-profit organizations to, again, build that community um, and build alliances and just figure out how to tackle this. And I don't know that that's always the case, right? I mean, it, you you don't always get all of those three or entities um, really working in cohesion, but I think it has to be the, the case if we want to get back if we want to get in front of this or or start catching up with this um this problem that's plaguing the world well i'm really proud to to partner with e-tactics you know because they they truly are a leader in this space mm -hmm. i mean taking this on you know as as you mentioned there's uh, there's other trainings that they could be focusing their resources on building uh, but the fact that as a corporation they are willing to invest in the human trafficking space and doing it right I think says a lot about about who they are as a company. So thank you very much. And I agree. So, well, thank you, Bill. I, I would like to just end with a tip for Main Street. Do you have a tip for parents that they can have to 
um, recognize trafficking? Yeah, not I to think put you on the spot. No, I, I think one of the things that um, you know I'd like parents to focus on, particularly as we do get into uh, you know the the winter and things are getting cold and kids are staying indoors more, they're going to be one. They're going to want to be online. They're going to want to be playing games, right? And that's just how they communicate with their friends. And I think having a conversation uh, with them about engaging in uh, discussions or communications with people they don't know. Um, you know, we have a rule in our house. Uh, our kids are not to, uh, you know, talk to anybody online unless there's somebody that we have met in person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think um, so just pay attention to that. Be aware that there are traffickers and predators that are lurking uh, within those games, even some of the most juvenile and innocent games. Uh, they are they're there. They're looking to build rapport with your kids and and they'll use these cold seasons when um, uh, they're more inside more to, to be able to do that. So. That's a great point. I think we definitely saw an increase with COVID when kids were all at home and working online of um, of them being, you know, contacted by bad people, right? Um, just being online. So that's a great point. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to, to yeah. hang out with you and chat with you. And I feel smarter every time I talk to you. So it's really great. Um, but thanks everyone for joining us today. We really appreciate Appreciate you listening to us and um, stay safe.